It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're asking, would you rather get blown out in the championship or not get there at all? As a fan, as a fan, the Jay and Key are athletes. Of course, you want to get as far as you can get as a fan. Why wouldn't you want to as a fan? I'm the just telling you. To, the whole ride to get there is what you're a fan for. So I'm a no, Giants but as fan. A fan. As a fan, though, Jay, I, as a fan, I'd rather – I don't want to get worked. Yeah. I'd rather just chill. But I'm just saying, y'all, it's like – just because they got smacked last night, you guys can't put TCU's performance into perspective. Well, I'm just like telling how you, they got as, there. A, as, a, as fan, a Giants though, fan, I think, about the, as a fan. I think about the Super Bowl against the Ravens. If, if I could just redo history in my own mind, right? Like, I wish the Giants would have lost a tough NFC championship game because, because the way they got waxed in the Super Bowl, just take that one out, and I, I feel better. You know, like, See, oh, it's just, a bad it's feeling same, to get worked like thing, that. same thing, right, Jay? I went to the Pac-12 championship game against Utah. We should have just stayed home. We, why would you wasting my time as a fan? Uh, 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 Me I, going to Vegas to watch that on display. We could have just stayed home. Aaron Murray's ESPN college football analyst and former Georgia quarterback. Aaron, see, see, Aaron I know. As, I'm not talking about as an athlete. We're talking about as a fan. Like on, 65 Aaron. to seven. Aaron, Stop. what do you think? I'm with Jay, man. Like enjoy the ride. You got there. It was a heck of a season. Um, nope. You had to go on a trip to Los Angeles. You had the the, the 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 national media talking about you for a whole week about this whole Cinderella story. I mean, I think like a team like TCU, who who hasn't been in this position that was you know five and seventeen last year. Yeah, the fact that they got there, they're getting all this national exposure, and that's that's good for recruiting. That's good for uh, raising money for facilities and NIL. Like this was a great opportunity for the entire week for national media to focus on the Horn Frogs. So regardless of the outcome, to me, it's a good you know it's a good trip for the fans. It's a good way to celebrate the season. It was a heck of a season. Uh, and that's the sacrifice you take as a fan. Like, if you want to go out there and travel and spend your money to go to Vegas or L.A., you have to know that there's a chance that we may lose this game. There's a chance that we may crap the bed. The other team could be better than us. But you know what? I'm going out there to support my boys, have a little bit of fun, and, um, you know, pray that we get a uh, victory. Thank you, Aaron. See, See according to man. Keyshawn and Max, they, they, if they're a TCU, well, we'd much rather just lose to Kansas State. In the Big 12 championship, we'll just call it, you know, that's, that's what we're, they're running nah, with. Nah, losing, losing's Get one thing. But Aaron, we're, we're talking about yeah, Aaron losing Murray. losing is one thing. They got work, Jay. Yeah, it's 65 you rather their season? you rather their season in losing to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship? As long as Come I don't on, get work, Get out of here. Good. They got 65 to 7, Jay. Mm. I, didn't Jay, I didn't major in math, but it seems to me that's 58 points. In, in high school, you know what they do when the score gets out? They have a running clock. That's what they should have did last night. Had a running clock in the second half. They should have. Should have been the Madden rule, man. They're up 21. Just called. Apollo Creed's trainer would have been there. Stop the fight. You know? So what did you <laughs> overall, overall, Aaron, last Throw night? Throw in what the you, towel. Overall last night, Aaron, what did you think about the championship game, though, the outcome as a whole on both sides? Oh, it was, you know, I was expecting a blowout. Like, Georgia's the better football team. There's no doubt about it. Like, like, like last week's Ohio State game was the wake-up call. That was their – 
you know, oh man, we almost didn't make it to you know back to back national championships. We better get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a perfect week for Kirby Smart. You know, he, he you as a coach, you love those weeks where you win a game and you win it sloppy. And and Ohio State should have won that football game. There's no doubt about it. And Georgia found a way to sneak it out there in the fourth quarter. Big credit to you know Stetson and, and that final drive. But you know that's that's a moment to say, okay, guys, you know you grind them for six days in practice to tell them that you're lucky to be here. You know they, you know they're the more talented team. They come in there more focused, more driven. Like you know my score prediction was 38-21. I was expecting a, a you know a big win. Georgia covers all that good stuff. Um, thought of this could get sloppy depending if Max Duggan could run or not effectively in the first half. And obviously he didn't. They contained him extremely well. And, it, you know, I, I, I'm a believer that elite offenses will win in, in today's game against elite defenses. We saw it last year, Alabama SC Championship. We saw it at Ohio State, you know, a week ago. And like I said, I think they should have won that game. But you have to have an elite quarterback paired with an elite receiver. You can't just have one or the other. And Duggan's a great story. He's a great competitor. But he's not an elite re- quarterback. He's not, you know, he's not Bryce. He's not C.J., and George is too good if you're average at one of those positions. And, and as we saw last night, that's that's exactly the case. Aaron Murray, ESPN college football analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Aaron, last night during halftime, 38-7, to 7, I'm watching our boys on the set, Pat McAfee, David Pollock, Reese Davis, Nick Saban up on the set. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And David Pollock had this to say. Jay love this stuff. George, obviously, you've seen in the past couple seasons now, really, they've taken hold of college football. They did an unbelievable job. Uh, this is a young football team. This isn't an old football team with a bunch of guys losing. Now, listen, the NFL can take its chunk out of any team, but it's just an unbelievable job of them two years in a row now putting the special seasons together. Oh, Aaron, you know, I'm the kid on set. Watching Nick Saban's face during those moments mm-hmm. while DP was saying that was, was so interesting, right? Like the fury that was rising in his soul. Like, do you do you think this is the case? Is Georgia the new dynasty in the SEC, in the national, in college football in general? Well, it's not fair that I'm, I'm wearing my Georgia gear, Georgia helmet behind me as I answer this question. But uh, yes, yes, I, I do think that. I think that happened last year. I think after Georgia won last year and kind of got that 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 boogeyman out of the closet when it comes to to Alabama being the the dominant team in the SEC, all those close losses in the past decade. You know, there was a sense of, okay, now we can take that next step to be one of the elite teams in college football. Now to do it back-to-back years, I do think separates them. And, and you know, the, being in Athens for as long as I was, you could sense that the, the, the sleeping giant that was there. You got everything you want. They have, you know, probably top five facilities in America. They have one of the best coaching staffs, if not the best coaching staff in America at the moment. You got uh, in, in top three academic school in the SEC behind Vanderbilt in Florida. Uh, Alabama's like 10th, and that's in the SEC, so that's not a really good thing. Uh, you got your proximity to, to Atlanta. You got uh, NIL opportunities. For those that have been to Athens, it's a pretty special place. I don't. I, there's not a better college town than, than Athens, Georgia. So you have everything you need when it comes to recruiting, top recruits, getting them paid, all that good stuff. So, yeah, like, you know, David was right. This is a young football team. This team, in my opinion, is probably going to be better next year. You look at what returns on offense from – Bowers and AD and McConkie. They got Ra Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. They got the kid from Missouri transferring in. I think Carson Beck is, is a special quarterback. I think he's the most gifted quarterback on the roster. Mm. I think he's learned what leadership is from Stetson. Um, he's not as athletic as Stetson, but you know, can throw the football better than anyone out there. And then they return a bunch of guys on the defense. You know, they they we all know the numbers of the guys that went to the NFL last year. They'll get some guys in the NFL this year again. 
but the majority of that defense is back next year. And and you look at Alabama, they, they, they lose Bryce and Will Anderson and Gibbs and, you know, guys on the back end on the defensive side of the football, a lot to replace compared to what Georgia's returning next year. So, yeah, in my opinion, Georgia should be the favorite to win in 2023 um, with everything going on in the SEC, with all their parts that have to be moved around. And honestly, when you look at Alabama, I think LSU probably the better team in the West next year as we you know start to discuss a little bit about what 2023 will look like. You certainly are doing a hell of a job of selling Georgia's program for the new phase of recruiting that's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. You're doing a great job, Aaron, on doing that. That's for damn sure on selling that program. Is Kirby Smart, is, is he going to entertain, you think, any NFL possibilities that may come his way? I don't think so. I know people talk about, like, boredom and, you know, you, you, you've reached the top of the mound. And I think, you know, Kirby's – what Kirby wants to get to is he wants to surpass Saban. Like that's that that's his goal, you know. And 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 then plus the uh, inability for a lot of coaches. I mean, you know what? Shoot, two former college coaches have been fired this year from the NFL that decided to make that jump. You know, his former mentor Nick Saban didn't make that jump from LSU to the NFL very successfully. So, you know, I, he's 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 a Georgia guy. He's played there. He's 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 at his dream job. Uh, he's making what ten, eleven million dollars per year. He has everything he wants from a resource standpoint. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't see him as a college coach. I see him more as a, uh, or excuse me, an NFL coach. I see him as a college coach. Just his personality, the way he interacts with players. Not saying he couldn't translate to the NFL and have success. You know, I just think like, man, you take that risk, and most likely you go to a team with a lot of problems, and 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 say it doesn't work out, and you want to go back to college. Well, you know, the, the, I just talked about the, the trajectory of Georgia. Who says that job's going to be open for you when you come back? Someone takes over, say they win, and all of a sudden you're going to have to go find another start somewhere else that's not your home. So, no, I think his goal is, hey, man, I'm 47. I just won my second national championship. Nick Saban was about 57 when he won his second national championship. My goal is to surpass him, and it's going to be tough. There's obviously the changing landscape of college football, but – you know, if anyone's positioned to have a run similar to what Alabama's had for the past decade plus, you know, Kirby's in that spot right now. Talking to Aaron Murray, ESPN college football analyst, former Georgia quarterback. Aaron, before we let you go, we got about a minute here. Um, look, to the winner goes the spoils, right? Georgia's on top right now. We're talking to Georgia guys, and, and, you're, and you're, you know, having a good time with it. But – I always get the sense like when a, when a team like Alabama, a program like that, has their foot on everyone's neck for so long. Finally, when another team comes up, it's like, ooh, this feels good. When you talk about the academic standing or where you guys are compared to Alabama, <laughs> I just want to know before you get out of here, how does that feel as a Georgia alum to you now, having reached the top, being perceived as the power in college football instead of Alabama? Oh, it feels good, man. And I think, you know, the problem is after last night, it's like they, a lot of people were rooting for TCU last night because of the Cinderella story. They weren't necessarily rooting against Georgia. They just won the Cinderella to win. You know, that's compared to, say, if TCU was playing Alabama. People were like, we want TCU to win because of Cinderella, and plus we just hate Alabama. We're sick of Alabama. Well, I do think that Georgia's gotten to the point now after back-to-back national championships, if, if and when they get back next year and get to the playoffs or get to Atlanta for the SC Championship – People are going to start rooting against them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like the uh, the whole Dark Knight thing that 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 Harvey Specter says. You you know 
are, are you know, you either die the hero, hero or live long enough to be the villain. And I think Georgia's living long enough and is going to continue to live long enough to be that next Alabama in the sense of people are going to start cheering against you and wanting you to lose. And that's what you want as a competitor. Like, you want people to root against you. You want people to be like, man, I'm so sick yeah. of Georgia being in the championship every single year. Uh, so that's a good feeling to have as a, as a competitor, as an athlete, as a coach. Yeah, as a Yankees fan, I know that I it's, I, I long for those days. I don't know right, about that, man. <laughs> Nick Saban is like the Yankees, though. You know what I mean? He's been there yeah. longest doing it. Feels like, like feeling that he's lurking yeah. right there one year, and it could all feel very different. Aaron Murray and his dog sweatshirt <laughs> is the <laughs> best <laughs> fan of the month. The best fan of the month dog. is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to get the latest on the availability of Lamar Jackson. Plus, what does Aaron Rodgers' future look like in Green Bay, KJM? Keys dogs like. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider with us. Up, Dan? How are we doing? Arf, arf, arf. Doing good. Doing well. That dog sound, that dog sound sick, man. You might want to keep that one here. <laughs> <laughs> that bark it sounds sick, Jay. Lie. Yeah. Tell him, Key. That bark sounds Get like alive. do not beware of dog. <laughs> Don't worry about dog. <laughs> come on in this house. Yeah, Take come on. It's want. fine. The dog's fine. Friendly dog. Um, Dan, mm. what's the latest on Lamar Jackson? Uh, well, he hasn't practiced in over a month. I think tomorrow's the key day, right? Like they are, the Ravens are hopeful, but this is not the first time in the last few weeks that they've been hopeful. So what they really want to do is see him on the practice field tomorrow. You know, maybe Thursday at the latest before they can uh, figure out whether he's going to play in Sunday's playoff game. So, you know, we'll see. The knee has been bothering him to an extent that he has not been able to get on the practice field. He's been working off to the side with trainers, but hasn't participated in any individual drills, any team drills in practice. So he's got to work his way back. And if he's going to do that in time to play Sunday, it's going to be pretty compressed because you talk about going more than a month without practicing and you throw two or three practices on the board, and now you're ready to go play a playoff game, it, it starts to sound a little far-fetched. That's what I'm saying. I, I, just so don't, I just don't believe it. Like I, yeah. I, I don't see if you're a player, this contract is on the line, you're thinking about your health, you're thinking about what you sacrifice to get to this point to play, right? You did it your way, fine. Yeah. If, like two practices, and now you're going to throw yourself in the playoffs and just say, we'll just figure it out? That doesn't make sense to me. I, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. I, yeah, I, it's yeah. it's uh, extremely fascinating, Dan. Guys like Lamar with the athletic ability and his style gets hurt inside the pocket. It, it not on the perimeter like most people would think because of his style of play. And I think he, 
look, because of his style of play, it doesn't take a whole lot to get going again. Um, you know, the reads on throwing the football, they're not, they're not throwing the ball 35 times a game, you know, so it's not, it's a little bit different. And I know what people thinking that, oh, the timing will be off. Well, it's not, this is not a, a timing rhythm passing game. Right. This is an off schedule passing game. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. What's the latest on the Tua situation down in Miami, well, just, Dan? Yeah, real quick on Lamar. I mean, the issue is like, how's the knee, right? Because it is a, a, an offense that involves the quarterback running. So if he can't yeah. run, uh, then that then that's an issue for them. The Tua thing is concussion protocol, and it's at least his second concussion diagnosed of, of the year. Uh, so they haven't done anything with him. Uh, that's going to be an issue of the doctors coming to tell the coaching staff, hey, it's okay to try and put him back in practice and see how he responds. They have not done that mm-hmm. yet. Uh, if that happens this week, they could put him in practice and see how he responds. But even if they did that this week, it is hard to imagine Tua Tonga-Vailoa clearing concussion protocol in time to start this weekend's game uh, against Buffalo given the situation with him, given that it's not his first concussion of the year, given how much, uh, how careful the Dolphins were the first time around when they cleared him to go back to, to, to play a game and they held him out another week. Uh, I think at this point it would be surprised. It would surprise me more to see Tua this week than it would to see Lamar. All right. Can I ask you the $58 million question coming up? Here, here, here comes the drama. Wait the for it. Guy. Mic drop. Yeah. What is the future? Of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Well, you know, it's a beautiful mystery, Jay. Like it's it's uh, it's Aaron. Um, I was there the other night for the post game news conference, as I was a year ago when they lost in the playoffs to San Francisco, and he gave a post game news conference. It sounded almost exactly like the one the other night. I said a lot of the same stuff. Look, I believe he's going to take some time away and figure it out, and that it's a possibility he decides not to come back. That was true last year. Uh, and he decided to come back, did a nice new contract that, as you say, will pay him nearly $60 million if he does come back next year. I personally would find that hard to walk away from. Maybe you gentlemen would feel differently. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Aaron, right. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers said that he'd be okay walking away from it. He's made enough money. Uh, and he talked oh, a little bit about gosh. how young the team is going to be, and I, I think that's an interesting aspect of this that, that didn't come up last year. But, um, you know, ultimately his process is the season ends, we're disappointed uh, I need to take some time away to make sure I'm not making this decision from an emotional standpoint. And I don't think he's the first one to ever say that. And, uh, and I think that's, that's what he'll legitimately do. I think in the, next, in the coming weeks, um, we'll have a better sense of it. I've been around the NFL for a long time, and so have you, Dan. Nobody walks away from $60 million, $60 million in guaranteed money, dollars. no matter how much damn money you made. Yeah. Jay's, Jay's apoplectic. I just because well, we, we saw the roller coaster ride that this yes. put the franchise on last yes. year. Yes. And now we're just repeating the same thing. It's a, it's a tradition in Green Bay. Brett Favre <laughs> used to do this. This is, this is how they it goes. They wouldn't know what to do if the quarterback didn't do this. Yeah, exactly. Talk to Jordan Love and see what he's going to do. But see, the difference, though, Dan, when yeah. Brett was doing it, they yeah. had a guy that could potentially – be something in Aaron Rodgers. In first round pick, you mean? Back him up? Do, yeah, but do they that have that in Jordan years? Love? Yeah, but Jordan. Yeah, the, 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 like, <laughs> where do they? Where are Dan? Do you have any sense of where they yeah. are with Jordan Love in terms of what they think his potential might be and how ready he is? I I, I think they st- I think they still view Jordan Love a, a, as a guy that can be an NFL quarterback. I don't. 
I, I, I don't think they look at him the way the organization looked at Aaron Rodgers at that time, right, when, when it was time to move on from Brett Favre. And, and you know, Aaron Rodgers is legitimately one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, so even if you like Jordan Love, I don't think they're at the point now where they have that kind of expectation for them. Could they turn this, if Aaron walks away or asks to be traded, could they turn this team over to Jordan Love, a young team, and have it grow around him? Uh, yes, but I think that would be a project that would lead to the Packers, you know, like if Aaron Rodgers comes back, I think they think they're contenders next year. If mm-hmm. he doesn't, I think they're probably closer to a rebuilding team. Mm. Dan, it's the, the season of thank you, but no thank you. Thank you for all your help, but we're moving in another direction, which means that a lot of coaches are losing their jobs this time oh, of year. Coaches. I thought you were talking is, about me. Is <laughs> is the Arizona Cardinal job a good job? Is that is that <laughs> is that a good job or is that a beware job? Well, a long time ago, Mike Shanahan told me the two questions he asked himself when he when he talks about a head coaching job is who's the quarterback and who's the owner. Um, so in Arizona, you know who the quarterback is. Do do you like who the quarterback is? I think that probably mm. depends on the coach and the candidate uh, what they think they can do with Kyler Murray because you're locked in on him. Like he's got a contract, he's not going anywhere. And then the owner is the owner. Like I don't I don't know Michael Bidwell personally. He's he's heavily involved. Uh, he has not historically been very patient with head coaches. Um, so I think if you factor those two things in, you know there there, there are some buyer beware elements to someone who might be taking that job now. You know how does the roster look? Could on offense? I think they they have a lot of good pieces. If you if you believe you can you can work with Kyler Murray and, and that he'll be healthy to start the season, um, I think you could sell yourself on that job it, as, as something yeah. that's not so bad. Is yeah. Vance Joseph a legitimate candidate yes. for them? Yes, I believe he is. Dan Graziano, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Okay. ESPN <laughs> NFL Jay, insider. Don't like, don't like you Vance have a quick Joseph. one, Jay? No, no, it's not quick. I had a lot I wanted to say, but we'll. We'll carry that on later. All right. All right. We're going to hear from Jay. I got to go to the Sports Center. Yeah. You got Dan a lot of stuff to do. I'll be back Thursday. You want to talk about it Thursday? Yeah, per- perfect. I don't He's think anybody's getting hired it. before then. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dan, as always. Yeah, I will see you later on a terrific show. This just in. Handsome host. Is Dak Prescott a strength or weakness for the Cowboys heading into the playoffs? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Yesterday is the worst game I've ever seen Dak play 
and this is the worst season I've ever seen Dak play. The consistency of the ball going to the wrong place is concerning. It's disturbing. It's alarming. And everyone's like, well, they're the number one offense in the NFL since Dak's come back. Guys, watch the games. Keyshawn, J. Will Max, ESPN Radio. You can join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So, guys, Dak, you know, from the first time you saw him in preseason as a rookie, you were like, ooh, this guy's got it, right? He's, gonna, he's good. And, and people, I think, the whole time have been like, he's good. He's very good. Can he be great? And when a young player is good, very good, you're thinking he's maybe trending toward great. But – it never happened. Dak Prescott's never been a great player, and now it looks like he's regressing. Key, is that accurate? Is he regressing? Is he a strength or a weakness for the Cowboys right now I, in these playoffs? I, I, don't think, I don't think he's regressing. I just think he had a bad couple of games here down the stretch. Um, in, in particular, the last game against the, the Commanders was, was bad, and they lost. Uh, they were able to win the other games, in spite of him not playing as well as his paycheck would uh, say he should be playing, so to speak, I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a weakness. I don't necessarily think he's a strength. I think he's just a part of a team that has some ability and some playmakers on it that could potentially make a run in the playoffs. But they first got to get past the Buccaneers. Hopefully, I answered that in a way where I gave you something and gave you nothing, Max, So rather than give you nothing. Here's something I really want to say. As a, as, a, as a former athlete, as a guy that deals with a lot of athletes and owners and GMs, I want to see people win, right? I want to see Dak Prescott win. He's a good dude. But when you sign a four-year, $160 million deal. Which at the time was a lot of money. <laughs> I also want you to go back and listen to what Keyshawn Johnson just said. And I think that's the conundrum that we, have, we as athletes, we feel, right, when we're critiquing or breaking down other athletes. Because the reality is he just said for that contract that I just made mention of that he's neither a weakness nor a strength. But when you're promoted as being the quarterback of America's team, when people see the upside of saying that one year before he got hurt, he was in the MVP conversation, even though they were losing games, you feel like, all right, like you have all the pieces. The team may not be hitting their stride, but at the end of the day, we see quarterbacks who are that top tier carry the load for their team. And we're sitting here talking about Dak being neither a weakness nor a strength, just being an eh. I, I think, well, look, that's look what at, makes look it at, challenging. Look at the screen right now if you have uh, ESPNU on. Dak Prescott this season, the, there's a screen entitled Turnover Bug, for those listening on the radio. Uh, 15 interceptions tied with Davis Mills for the most in the NFL this season. But keep in mind, uh, Cooper Rush played a bunch of games and won all but one of them, essentially by not turning the ball over, right? So Dak has had fewer games yeah, Dak's, play. played, Dak's played in 12 games this year. In, out of 17, and yet he's tied for the most turnovers in the NFL. Seven yeah, but, but consecutive that's what I games said, with an interception. He's... That's the longest since 04 by a Cowboys player. Three interceptions refer, returned for TDs. That's tied for the most in the NFL. So, so, but key, the question was when Cooper Rush was winning those games, because he's obviously not as talented as Dak Prescott, the question was, will they keep that blueprint 
Well, they did. They that. did Max for the beginning of when he came back. Those first so handful what? But right? Could they be disciplined because they enough get, to stay with no, it? No, because they get cute, right? It's it's a it's we could do a little bit more. You right, know that's it, the temptation. It's it's riding a bike. Oh, I could go faster down the hill. I could go down the hill. I don't have to, you know. And then all of a sudden, boom! You hit you hit a rock, and then all of a sudden you're tumbling, and your elbows are scratched up. That's kind of what has happened with the Dallas Cowboys. They they had the training wheels on, and they felt good, and then they took them off, and then they let him go down the hill, but the brakes on the back wasn't working, only the front brake, and when he pushed it, he fell, and he started scratching a little bit of his skin up. That's what's happening with the but interceptions. What, but, but I think I, I, I know what you're saying, Key, of course. That's very clear. Like what, The way you put it is very clear, and I agree. But there are... Like Dak is incapable of playing at the highest level. This is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he. I don't take, think he's incapable. Put it of this it. way: you could take the training wheels off Justin Herbert; he's going to be just fine. But Patrick Mahomes is going to be just fine. Josh Allen, just fine. And, you and, take him off. And Dak, nobody's arguing. And nobody's arguing that. Nobody. Nobody's arguing that. Justin Fields has not Justin Fields. I'm sorry. Justin Herbert has been solid his entire time in the National Football League mm-hmm. and has looked the part. Mm-hmm. He hasn't given you the. Oh, this dude here, much like Dak Prescott. But a lot comes with Dak, where he was drafted, the amount of money. He plays in Dallas. He has an owner who talks every single day. He wears the star. He's following Troy Aikman and Tony Romo and company. There's a lot that come with playing and being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. If you did, if Dak Prescott did the same things that he's been doing for the last seven years on another team, we're going to look at him totally different than we do at the Dallas Cowboys. Let's that's, just keep it real. That's what I'm saying. That, 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 it doesn't matter, though, Max, whether Max, he has one playoff win wait, or ten playoff wins. We're going to look at him different because of Max. the branding of the situation. It's how, it's how I'm with you, Max. It's, it's how somebody's packaged. He's, he's part of an overall package that gets sold. I, I've said this before. If, if Dak Prescott were on another team, we wouldn't be talking about him. Anywhere as close to as much as we talk about him because he plays for the Cowboys. That's why I asked yesterday. I literally asked. I'm like, is he Kirk Cousins with a better PR machine? Yeah, a little bigger, a little stronger, a little better If arm. he was in Atlanta doing these same things, we wouldn't even be like, oh, he can't play. They overpaid him. We wouldn't no, no, do it's that. Not, no, but you're looking at it from the point of view where you're saying he's overrated. What I'm saying is, to me, to my eye, Dak Prescott's never been an A or an A-. minus. He's been a B plus. I think he's, I think he's better than – like, if you have Dak, you got a quarterback. You know, he's he's not just a guy. He's a little better than that. But Look, he's a little he better need, than that. He's not a leader. never Prescott, has been. Does Dak Prescott need help from his other players right now where he's at in his career? Yes. Yes, he does. Does C.D. Lamb have to help him and Zeke and Pollard and company? Yes, they have to help him. There's no question about it To for the Dallas Cowboys to be that team of, of destiny, so to speak, um, that'll be playing in Arizona. He can't do it by himself. He doesn't have what a handful of quarterbacks in the history of this game has had, which is, okay, no matter what, I'm getting ready to lead the charge. He's not Joe Montana. It's just not It's not, not that. Yep. So let's stop trying to make him something that he's not and look at his strengths but, but I think and the, what he's capable of doing. The conversation here, Key, I think which is new, is that a year ago you might have said, and you did say, he has his foot – like Derek Carr, like one in each bucket, the top bucket and yeah. the other bucket. I think no, we he can all the way, see he now. He's all the way in the number two bucket now. He's now in the number two bucket. He got a chair. He got yeah. a chair. He's, he's got a chair. Yeah, right. He's sitting in the chair reading a newspaper in the bucket. But it's toward the top of that bucket. Eh. You know? yeah. 
You think he's in the he, middle of the he, number two he, bucket? He, he, <laughs> let, me ask you, let me ask you about a bucket this year that you've seen this far. So you said Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, same thing, right? And it's panned out. It's panned out that way. You called yeah. it. <laughs> Geno same. Smith, Dak Prescott. Who are you going to take this year? This year? I'm still, I'm still going to take Dak Prescott. Ooh, I don't, I'm still Daniel okay. Jones or Dak okay, Prescott? That's, a, that, that's where the conversation I'm is going with Dak. I'm still taking Dak Prescott. I think I take I, I Daniel the, Jones. I, I think the Geno nah, Smith, not, Dak not, Prescott not, thing not. is interesting. Daniel Jones will turn it the, over. The fact that we're even having a conversation No, around, Daniel Jones does hold on, hold on, turn it over. He just had to I'm talking, hold on. The fact that you have to think about that, Key. A year ago, you would not even have to think about that. Not even close. Well, that's because you go, uh... But no, Jay, that's, that's partly because of where Gino yeah, went up. Gino, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's my point, though. Yeah, yeah but Gino went up changed. and Dak slid a little bit. And yeah. if you're asking me that question, then I'm still taking Dak. I'm taking Dak over a lot. Of, I'm taking Dak over Tua. I'm taking Dak over Kyler Murray. I'm taking Dak over Gino, Daniel Jones. There's a lot of quarterbacks I'm taking Dak over. Oh, legit. I mean, I don't know if I would take him over all those guys. I don't know if I would take him over Daniel Jones either right now. Y'all Giant fans, I'm going to leave that alone. Well, that's fair. No, that's fair. I'm going to leave that alone. If I wasn't a Giants fan, I, I might not I just feel said that Gino way, Smith. I like my guy. I just said Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah, but Geno, he's better than Geno Smith. Man, I like Geno. Geno deserves an extension. You can, have, you, you can have, you can have more talent. It doesn't mean it always translates Gino's played to the better field than yeah. being better. Geno has played better, better at season. times. There you go. Yep. That's at why times. I said this yep. year. I said this you year. Know, he's made you go, oh, okay. There's a resurgence with his career. I so mean, it's certainly a perception better. of the division is different. Like, we look at the Eagles and go, oh, they got Jalen Hurts. Whereas to start the season, it's like, well, the Cowboys got the best quarterback in the division. They're kind of – that gives them an advantage. We don't think that anymore. We think, no, actually, the Eagles have an advantage. I, they I got the best quarterback I, To, to be division. honest with you, I don't know if I think that, though, Max. You think that Dak is better than, than Jalen? I think that Dak has screwed some stuff up recently over the last several games and threw picks. So it makes you go, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But when you look at that division, he may still be the best pure quarterback in the division. ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum explains why he would draft Bryce Young and trade Justin Fields. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I would trade Justin Fields for a one and a three to at least a dozen teams. And then what I would do is I would draft Bryce Young, and here's why. I would then reset the quarterback clock on a rookie contract. So if I could go get four starters in free agency, a one and a three, and get a player, in my opinion, and Bryce Young, who's a better quarterback than Justin Fields, I'm making that move. Mm, 
Mike Tannenbaum's logic is sound there except for one big thing. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Bryce Young is little. And Justin Fields is big. <laughs> like, Justin Fields big and strong. And it's tackle football. So, but like, Key, if, if Bryce Young were, you know, 6'2", even, 220, it'd I'm be a little different. I'm not doing the trade. Why? Why would I do that? Hold on. Why wouldn't you take a quarterback who you believe is superior because Mike Tannenbaum believes that, who, who does not have any size issue, and reset the clock and pick up all these draft picks? I understand that logic. You, you, you're going to reset the – so you're going to buy yourself two extra years of deciding on whether or not you're going to negotiate? Plus five players? And when, you think he's the, better? When's the yeah, last time yeah. Chicago's had a transformational quarterback? Never. And this you is got it. one now. Yeah, you, I agree. Transformational. But I so, ag- I agree because I believe in Justin. So Fields. you know you know who just reset the clock. You know who just reset the, Jets. the clock. The Jets. Yeah. How did that work out? Resetting the clock. Well, but neither guy was any good. No, that, that's that, 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 that's not. I'm with. not. I'm yeah. not saying that either guy was great, good, or whatever. All I'm saying is, look who just reset the clock. How did that work out for you? But they, but key. The only reason it's not working out is because they still don't have a quarterback. That's the problem. That's my whole point. Well, so why saying. would I? So why would I reset the clock with Justin Fields when I know what I got, and I don't know what I got in Bryce Young, in the National Football League, different than the SEC. No matter what anybody tells you, Max is different than the SEC, and I'm buying myself two extra years to renegotiate a contract. Well, no, that's just four a part years of it. from now. That's just a part of it. There are a couple things. He believes Bryce Young. Mike T believes Bryce Young is a superior player. My point is, and Key, you've made this point earlier in the show, that even if you believe that were true, horses for courses, he's a small, he's a slightly built little guy, Bryce Young, who would be playing in a bad weather city versus a big, strong kid like Justin Fields who can run it, spin it, the whole thing. You would rather have Justin Fields. I'd rather have Justin Fields anyway. So I'm not arguing this personally. I'm saying it makes sense if you think Bryce Young is the better player. It makes and you zero, think you get it makes zero sense. If you think he's better and you get you five just, more players. You just drafted this dude two years ago. You went up to get him, and now you wanna get you wanna trade and pick up a first round pick and a third round pick to go get Bryce Young so you can get some other players. You can get those players anyway. You got enough draft capital to go draft the players that you already need to go get. You got money to go sign guys in free agency. So you're going to reset the clock based on what? Okay, I'm going to save some money for the next three years, but then I got to readdress it. What if it turns into Zach Wilson? Or what? Here's another one for you. They did reset the clock in Arizona which they didn't give Josh Rosen a real opportunity, a chance to even try to show what which he did. Which was smart. How, how did that work out for Arizona? They went to one playoff. Better than if they would have played Josh Rosen. We don't know that, though. Oh, come we on. Don't, we he don't, don't. Does he have a job starting somewhere? Don't, don't, no, 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 no. But you, you don't you, know you, that, what though. What are you arguing? Max? What I'm saying is this. I understand Mike Tenenbaum's logic, if, but it's based on the premise that Bryce Young is the superior player to Justin Fields. So Mike T is saying, yes, there is some uncertainty, but I think I'm getting a better quarterback plus five more players plus two more years of where? financial flexibility. Yeah, but where I, is I he a better comes... quarterback? Wait, to the, to the... that's where I disagree with Mike. I think Justin Fields better than Bryce Young. So, so, so overall, the logic doesn't make sense because Bryce Young is not that transformational quarterback like Justin Fields is. I think that's what we're getting to the overall point. Yeah. Right? So, okay. 
Yeah, I, no, I, I hear you. You're arguing on one end of the six saying that the logic is sound <laughs> if you think that way, but yes. you don't think that way. I do not. So that's what I'm asking. What you think? You I think, think the logic doesn't make sense. This is correct? why. This is why I don't like it. Right, I, I, I was making you the argument with that. Mike. Well, Mike T was not here to defend himself, so I'm making his <laughs> no, argument. He can't defend, defend himself. So, you are Max so, so this is where this is what I think. Justin Fields, as as Key pointed out earlier, like Josh Allen in Buffalo, is built for that. Town, right? Yes. The bad weather. He's probably the second best runner as a quarterback behind Lamar Jackson. He's big, he's strong, he's elusive. He can throw the ball. He's a winning player. He's competitive. Guys rally behind him. They were in a lot of close games with nothing else around him. The Bears have a ton of money, got a lot of cap space and draft capital to begin with. I like where they're going. I don't think they should make a move at quarterback. That's how I feel about it. If Bryce Young were Patrick Mahomes coming out, you know, or like, or, or someone like that. We didn't know how good Patrick Mahomes was going to be. If he were Trevor Lawrence, let's say, where it looks like he's going to be real I'm good. I'm still or not Deshaun Watson, for him. I probably would, I probably would do that. I'm what, what still Mike not doing that. Yeah. This dude, yeah, this dude that's different. playing quarterback for Chicago Bears right now, Justin Fields, he set a record for over 1,100 yards for the first time in NFL history at the quarterback position. So we already know what he could do there. Give you a little Hurts, give you a little Lamar, give you a little Cam Newton. I could do this, pick him up and put him down. Early RG3, Michael Vick. I got that. And I'm also improving in my passing game with Max Kellerman and Jay Will playing receivers for me. I agree. Wait, wait, Jay Will like, come on. Max Kellerman. I, Hold on. I agree. I think yeah, that, you're the better one. I think on the that team. the Thanks, reason <laughs> I argued for the Bears to trade up and grab Justin Fields originally, they never had a great quarterback. This guy's got greatness in him potentially. So and why and they, would – why would you even suggest that if it was I Trevor Lawrence or somebody like same. that, you would do it? Why you would want you me to say the same that? thing again? I will tell you one last yeah. time. Because Mike T's argument, which I buy if I thought more of the quarterback, nice. is that you are getting a superior player. He believes. There's risk involved, but he believes the quarterback's better. I don't care what I got. If I can get better, I'm getting better. That's one. Two, in addition to getting better, you get five other players. Three. In addition to that, you get two years you're of financial them, flexibility. You're getting them players anyway. You got money. No, you're you getting five extra picks. on top of it. Yeah. I just these are the kind of decisions where people lose their jobs very, very quickly. It's <laughs> from from a person that's been yeah, my in good draft friend rooms, Ryan Poles that's been is like not with going general to do managers that. and seeing how certain guys, oh, that guy's going to be, the, and he doesn't pan out. Right, right. It, it's, it's a bird hard in the hand. Yeah. Jay, it's my good friend hit. Ryan Poles is not going to do that. My no. good buddy on Michigan Ave, he already told me he's not doing it. Oh, when did he, he told you when you guys went shopping? Yes, on Michigan Ave. My good friend. I actually mistaken him for Ryan Pace, but then I was like, oh, Polizzi, how are you doing? Keys there like, hey, Ryan, you like these shoes? Like uh, what are you going to do with uh, Justin Field? Hey, Polizzi, how are you doing? Hey, let's get together and have a steak tonight. All right, here's the question. Would you rather get blown out in a championship game or not get there at all? Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.